0: clicking you know that no,
1: oh right. you got the click. Amy, anyway, yeah. could you do that again
2: i didn't do click i don't do i don't have my thing even set up yeah we have a click in our ear
3: huh
2: hmm? when we're up on on the risers. oh you do yeah and it, it have an english man going intro one two, really three, is it like
3: a little metronome
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: a metro gnome
2: a little <laughs> garden gnome <laughs>
1: And you can actually you can actually pull this closer if you just if you want No, to she's close it enough that way. <laughs>
3: okay.
4: They had no problem so, leaning into that microphone. <laughs> you Hi Mike. Sure, yeah, they were all This it. how I drive. <laughs> yeah, and it, it'll
1: just rotate really easily. So you can just kind of
4: I do wish this was a yeah, video because yeah, the, <laughs> the best thing you can do is try to
1: be uh, just as you know, just like on stage. Um oh, very just mentioned. try to be, you know, within an inch or two of it. If you uh, <laughs> that, that way we can get a good audio.
2: <laughs> Sing harmony. Oh my gosh. Harmony
4: I
1: can already tell this is gonna be this is gonna be one for the books. This is I oh
2: I knew it was. <laughs> I, I knew this was gonna be a lively
1: one,
4: <laughs> Wait, are, we, are we the first ones? Third, you are the third. <laughs> were we the fourth. On, <laughs> so we the booers are out right now. Oh, the, and then the heading family who's the booers? Yeah, them, and then the heading family will be next week, and then you oh, guys will cool. be the following.
2: No, I'm Ashley.
4: Yeah. yeah,
1: so hi, I think we're ready to roll. So, I'm ready to roll
4: just are we it's are, we, are you doing minutes. what we talked about doing? Or are you staying? We're we gonna pray. Wait, wait, what are you staying for the whole thing? No, I'm gonna have to jump out at some point oh, here. Unfortunately,
2: you're like my favorite farmer, the baler. What? <laughs> so
4: then I'm gonna let you. You're gonna just kind of handle things in the front end, then.
1: I will. Yeah, I'll handle things in the front you're end. Do the
4: heavy lifting. Like usually, you just sit back, relax, and let me do it, and then decide to pop in towards the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we've got a process, we can do this. You should right. be grateful,
4: right. Mike. I'm, I'm. Listen, I'm very grateful for Brock. Well here we go. Check. 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 Check.
5: Check! (laughs) Welcome
1: to the show. This is Between Two Beards podcast. I'm your host, Brock.
4: I'm your other host, Mike.
1: And we are the beards that you are between. I like that. So... Why don't we do this? We'll we'll start off uh, by just you know saying who you are, uh, first and last name, even though we already know that you're the Schof family. What's your uh, age and your grade if you're in school yet, and uh, and just share something about yourself. How about we do that?
5: Um, my name is Joshua Schof. Um, I am ten years old, turning eleven, and on May fourteenth. And I am in the fifth grade, and a thing I just really like to do, just like when I get home, is play soccer with my friend or play football, and just go downstairs and play video games when my dad gets home.
1: Nice. So, first off, first thing I realize, it's actually pronounced shof. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
2: (laughs) Like loaf. It took
1: us all this time to get to this show till we finally realized that that's (laughs) how it's pronounced. All right. So we will forever say Shof family. i
4: forget.
2: I'm going to forget. Don't do it. Loaf like of that.
3: bread with an S H in front.
2: Welcome to the Shaw.
4: Shof Shof. That, see, this Welcome is why to we the do Shof. it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go ahead, buddy.
0: My name is Ryan Shof. I'm 12 and I'm in seventh grade.
4: When do you turn 13?
0: May, on uh, 21st.
4: May 21st. You guys planning that out, huh? Nice.
2: We're not allowed to take trips in August or September. Oh yeah.
4: Do you like fun. to do anything? Um, I
0: like soccer. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. He
4: and video games.
2: Ah, oh, there it <laughs> is.
0: Uh, oh, you like Online
4: video games? Gaming. Huh?
2: Mm-hmm. Weird. Would have known. He has a computer with a radiator. <laughs> what kind of
1: video games do you play? What's your What's your favorite one right now?
2: Uh,
0: it's mostly like Call of Duty.
4: Okay. That's a good game. All right. We got some. We Christian got duty, no. <laughs> 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 well, Christian duty now. Well, it's a call. <laughs> they're Christian soldiers. You get a call, you know, call Find of duty. I'm on
0: Christian soldiers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: You
5: play saxophone?
1: Uh, you play the saxophone? Oh,
3: yeah. You guys both
1: do. Yeah. You both play the yeah, saxophone. Yeah, we both play the
5: um, saxophone.
1: Yeah. Okay.
5: We both play alto saxophone.
1: Alto. Okay. Yeah, it's the
5: smallest. Well, not the smallest one, but... <laughs>
1: Okay, very cool. So we're going to have to work some some smooth jazz into something on the worship side of
4: things. Just yeah. have a quick question for the kids. Who says more words? Me. The, the lies you home. tell. No, it's me. <laughs> me, at, that's, oh, okay, okay. All right.
2: He's a church mouse when he's here.
4: Man, is he ever. That's okay, Ryan.
2: They say plenty of words together.
4: Okay, okay. Do they fight? You guys fight?
2: No. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. It has. Like cats
4: and cats. Oh, okay. Skippity pap. All right, that's good. <laughs> that? Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Giving your skippity paps over there. <laughs>
0: You've the paps. <laughs> skippity, skippity paps.
4: <laughs> All
1: right.
3: All right, cool. And I'm Kathy Shove. I am 52 years old.
4: I'll be 53
3: November 6th. Thank you for that. Yeah. I was hoping for twenty one, but twenty one. Well, it's okay. you got there you was know, a time. Yes, like older
4: kids.
2: because he's like thirteen. So <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs>
3: that's really what, really you know <laughs> <laughs> the math doesn't add <laughs> <light> up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and uh, so I used to play guitar. Well, I kind of do, Whoa. but not. I don't do that's it a funny. lot anymore. I'm not yeah, very sure. good. I used to play violin, and I sing in the shower. Now, now does, does, <laughs> she has an amazing
4: voice. does the violin? You play that when Avon starts speaking? Yes, yeah. it's okay. the finger violin. Yes, yeah.
3: mm-hmm. and um, but I am a pulmonary critical care and sleep medicine physician. Wow! And so yes, and I and I'm the um, I work over our adult cystic fibrosis patients in the area, so cool. we're able to put a program together for that. But work keeps me unfortunately busier than I would like
2: sometimes.
5: Mm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But then I got this guy to. Come home to and. Yeah,
2: but you have some other hobbies. Make me know. laugh. You have some actual hobbies that you like to do too. Like what? Like flower stuff and decorating the house. Oh. Stuff.
3: That stuff. Yeah. yeah. Your turn.
2: <laughs> As I move the mic. All right, Papa Skibidi Paps. Papa Skibidi Paps. We will show you the video sometime. <laughs> Just ask me. So my name is Amon. Um, I am fifty-five, and for about another sixteen days. I'll be hitting the big 5 6 and uh milestone. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a decent age. Um I've been here with our family since 2012 and uh pretty much you know, the kids have grown up here and uh me by my having them here, you know, as their dad, it makes me really proud that they're here. Um so I, uh, kind of an anomaly because uh, I'm on the praise team and I'm not a teacher, um, or anything educationally uh, you know, driven. There's for many years, most of the team was teachers or something like that. I'm actually a police officer, and uh, been doing that here uh, just for about five years, almost five years. I, I was a, a cop in Texas before we moved here. Uh, for 11 years and then we moved here and decided to to take care of the kids at home for a couple of years so I sort of put my law enforcement career on hold um, but that's what I do full-time now um, do a lot of sort of undercover ministry work for this church I, I, I invite a lot of people here um, which I think is cool it's a great church and uh, yeah that's it I cook That's one of my big passions. Um, I sing on the praise team here. I love it. Love the team that we have. Um, Love the impact that I think it it has when people hear the word of God being sung. It's pretty cool. And you just started helping out with the youth. And I just started helping out Mr. Mike with the youth group. So, yeah, every couple of weeks I'll pop in. I, I haven't done full time yet. So we'll see. I'm interested in seeing how that shapes up. That'll that'll be awesome. I've enjoyed it so far.
1: Yeah, very cool. One thing I kind of wanted to kind of ask you about, Eamon, um, is you know, so you're part of the worship uh, team here, um, which and you get you sing really well. Really, really love the. I would probably say. We probably hear that you're probably one of the like the the nicest most inviting people on our team which i mm-hmm. would also agree with and uh so i th- i'd like to maybe ask you you know what's it like to kind of switch from being in like cop mode where you kind of have to be like on guard and ready to, for action and switch that over to something that's much more that's um, cool. pleasant and mm-hmm. and and requires you to kind of tap into your, you know, ability to, like, be a, to emotionally express yourself through music and worship. What's that like?
2: Yeah, you would think it would be a really difficult split, um, but I try to, uh, I bring my faith with me at work, even at work. Mm. Um, I don't hide it. <laughs> um, I... Y- y- you know i have a, a book that was uh it's a devotional that was given to me and the other officers uh we each got one and it sits on my desk every morning and i read it every every morning when i go in um other officers know what i do uh here you know that i'm on the praise team but they you know they primarily know that i'm a, a follower of christ and i've had i've had many conversations over the couple of years that i've been even at my current department um just in general, uh, with officers that you would never think would come up to me and say, Hey, I want your opinion on this. Or, Hey, can you listen to me about this? Um, so it's not as difficult of a split for me to stop being a cop. Um, because I'm, that's just an occupation. Uh, being a Christian is a, is a lifelong thing for me. Um, so I, I try to integrate my, my faith into everything that I do. And, you know, I, I, I fail, you know, I'm, I'm human. Um, but as soon as I can get back to that center ground of being, remember w- who I am in Christ, it 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 eases things a lot better for me, in, in that respect. Nice, thanks. Yeah. So that was a really, short answer. Yeah, no, I was
1: really <laughs> curious about that. You know, I mean, yeah, that, that it always kind of interests me to kind of see like how these some of these professions can be so you're so, oh, yeah. so on in a in a different way sometimes, um, just what yeah. it's like to shift between that when you especially when you have like a difficult scenario that kind of pops up or yeah. you know and even for even for like a, for me as a, like a worship pastor like you have stuff going on at home like that affects you know can of af- can affect you know mm-hmm. going into that um that mode of, of being a worship leader and leading other people and and trying to help create Absolutely. this um This moment for people to worship God, you know, it can, it can, it's, you know, I just was curious about. It's tough
2: when you're upended when you've had a bad week, and then you have to come to practice and, you know, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah.
4: So why don't we um, start with Kathy? And can you give me a little bit of a, a little bit about you know who you are, where you're from, uh, how you got. You know, when you came to know Christ, um, when you met him, you know, give me a start from the beginning here and uh, work your way up on up. Because I know Amon's got, I know a little bit about Amon's past, not a whole lot. I just know they're probably the the cliff note versions, but Mm -hmm. we'll start with you and then we'll switch it over to Amon.
3: Sure. Um, Yeah, I was born in... um, Maryland, Silver Spring, Maryland, and I'm the oldest of four girls, and then my family moved to South Jersey when I was five, I think, if I remember correctly now. Yeah. And so I um, grew up in New Jersey. Um, My mom and dad were Catholic. Um, Actually, my father was a priest before he met my mom and they had a kind of a scandalous experience and they're 20 years apart and so there was like this whole kind of strange thing, but my father was very um, devout to the faith Mm. to his faith and so it was very, you know, um, iron fist Catholic and and so there was no question, you just had to come to church and I used to play guitar and sing in church and things like that. and um, had some interesting experiences in the Catholic youth group, which I don't know if it was Jersey or the Catholic youth group, but um, interesting. That's one of the reasons we don't um, live in New Jersey anymore. We don't want to be around certain experiences too young. Mm. But uh, it was an interesting uh, place to grow up. Um, when I went to college, um, Which was where? I went my first two years, I went to Rutgers. It was Douglas College in in New Brunswick, my first two years. And then I um, moved home and transferred to St. Joseph's University and would commute for the last two years from New Jersey to Philly, which was a pain in my 1990, no, 1980 (laughs) Toyota Corolla. Yes, with 160,000 miles, had to get pushed over the bridge. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. 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 But when I was in St. Joe's, I took this theology course. And it was interesting because it um, revealed some things to me that made me question my faith. Mm. And when I brought that to my mom and my dad, they could not handle it at all. Mm. And they kind of flipped out. And then suddenly it became like this, you know, grating thing. And so I actually stepped away from the faith for. Uh, for probably 15 plus years. And just kind of going back, I remember when I was 9 or 10, like I would be on my knees praying for hours in the middle of the night and having like this very, you know, intense relationship with the Lord and and prayer life. And so then it kind of flipped completely. So I stepped away. And then not only did I step away from the faith, I became someone who would really like – be aggressive in putting people down for having faith and trying to kind of push people away so yeah it was and and inside i knew like it was not i didn't not believe in god i just I think i was I felt like angry or uh, betrayed somehow that the things that I had heard that maybe weren't true or I just never really um went and questioned it and and that was part of it. I know the Lord calling me off throughout my life to challenge him, you know he would say question me i'm I'm bigger, I can handle this you know and i at the time I was kind of lazy about it didn't do that. One of my sisters though so I'm the oldest of of um four girls. And the third sister, Liz, she had stepped away from Catholicism and um, was going to church, a non-denominational Christian church in Delaware, where now her her husband's a pastor there. Um, But she had been praying on me for years and years and years. And um, I remember even when I was in the Air Force, I was getting ready to deploy. And she gave me some, you know, booklets to take with me, which I read throughout. But she just constantly praying. So for years, so the Lord pursued me for many, many, many years. And um, and thank goodness with Eamon's help too, like that things turned around. And when they turned around, it was pretty amazing to have a completely different type of relationship with the Lord yeah. than, than how it was growing up. Um, but kind of stepping back, I met Eamon. We were volunteer uh, EMTs in South Jersey at Lindemann. and. Um, <laughs> When we first met I was like, oh, who's that little guy over there? Like, look at how cute. And I was like, oh. And um and it was yeah, he's so articulate. And so um then I found out that um he was straight. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we all found that out sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> mostly sooner <laughs> um
3: and we were friends we were good friends for a while really good friends we had fun we we one would point. yeah we were always joking about stuff and then one day we just kind of things blossomed a bit I remember my mom saying um oh you always marry your best friend and I was like ah. and I hadn't always made the best choices uh in people so um so it, so amon was completely different from anyone I had ever dated before which was a good thing because mm-hmm. it's okay to be Around people who treat you well and are kind and kind of you know are respectful, so that was good. But I it was it was a little rocky at times, right? But we have fun, we um we would make um dinner dates while doing CPR, oh. um, or yep, yeah, so we would, yeah, it was fun, yeah, we're go yeah. It we'd do in one and two and three. So I don't know, what do you think? Dominoes, <laughs> or yeah, yeah, it was fun, oh, that's yeah, cute. I like that, it was fun, but um, no, we had a we had a good old time. And then, um, and then we ended up getting engaged. Um, and by then I was, this was before medical school. Eamon was, gonna, was uh, studying to be a paramedic, and I was doing all my preparation to go into medical school and did get accepted. And I remember in my interviews, he would like, come and he would have things decorated when I passed my MCATs. He, would, he just did awesome stuff. He was yeah. really cool, yeah. And, um, but we, we got married in 1998. August 15th. And nice. yep. Um and then Amen was like very supportive throughout medical school and I was very focused on myself and the things I needed to do but he would make dinner and he would do all kinds of things. In fact, um he would come with me. He was um medical background. He would come and teach the um CPR classes for my medical students. And then when we had anatomy and physiology, um, it was like a whole year in the um, in the cadaver lab, so you have a body that you're um, that that they have graciously bestowed you know for the the gain of knowledge for medical students and uh, we had named ours Walter <clears throat> and Eamon used to come and sit and it was me and there was like four of us and Eamon was kind of like our um, Honorary med student. Yeah, he's like our honorary A and P lab partner. Yeah. But <clears throat> he was so he was so supportive that when I graduated medical school, um he won the spouse op- um um supportive what was that called? What was that award called? Yeah, it, well, it was a woman's name. Yeah. Most supportive spouse. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, but in order to pay for medical school, I had to join the Air Force. And so they, okay. they paid for medical school. And um, I, enro- I enlisted as a second lieutenant, commissioned, and did like, and was reserve at first and just did a few little things during med school. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I was getting ready to graduate, like I had to apply for residency, and you usually will do active duty residency. So I had chosen um, internal medicine in San Antonio. And so he was famous, showing a picture. I'm getting a, a picture. That's when I had deployed, today, right? That was many years later. <laughs>
4: now there you look twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there I was probably thirty-six or something. But yeah, so um, we packed our stuff up and we moved to San Antonio, and I joined. Uh, became active duty, and then you go from being a second lieutenant to captain once you graduate med school. So I started my residency as an active duty, um, yeah, captain, and. We had an apartment. Amy had to, up like, find a new job and all that. It was it was a lot. Um, so he worked at SeaWorld. We lived right by SeaWorld. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so he was a paramedic there.
4: Beasting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I, sta- and I graduated med school in 2001. Mm-hmm. So it was pre-war. Mm. Yeah. So I was an intern when 9-11 hit, and the entire, like, Access shifted like everything changed so yeah. Um, so yeah I was actually on call the night that nine eleven came and the base went on lockdown it was just a like, mm. crazy mess and we were all the way in San Antonio but all our family was in Philadelphia and New Jersey and my one sister was in New York like when all that had happened so things changed after that um, I remember being told when we joined the Air Force like oh it's you know whenever whatever you want like if you decide you want to have children like they'll work with you and you know, it's never going to be anything bad or mm. dangerous or whatever. It's peacetime. And right. so it was just totally different after that. So then everything was militant. It was wearing camouflage every day. Yep. Um, but, but I mean, it, the Air Force, the military, is an amazing group of people. Yep. Like, so... Um, so dedicated and just such a uh, wonderful family and we were pretty far away so we spent 11 years in san antonio 11 years active duty and did my um medicine residency for three years and then my pulmonary critical care fellowship for three years and then i stayed on as an attending there for five years and right when we we never we didn't want children i didn't want children sorry guys (laughs) (laughs)
4: she wants you now I think
3: Eamon did (laughs) but he Eamon did but I think he wanted to be with me more than he wanted children and so he was um, very accommodating but one day I remember I had a patient and um, she was in her 80s and I had to do a procedure on her and you had to have a family member stay and um, pick you up and take you there and her husband had died and she um, she didn't have any family, and I had to admit her to the hospital mm. just because she had nowhere to go for anyone to take care of her. And I remember sitting talking to her, and I was like, "Did you ever have children?" And she said, "No, we never had children." And then just like the thought of life without mm. having a legacy and children and a family to be with you and take care of you, and I was like, "Gosh, that doesn't seem right." And that kind of cor- correlated with like being thirty-five and your body changing, and you start changing, <laughs> changing your ideas. And I would see babies. And I would want to touch them, (laughs) Uh pick them up, and so. Uh, Was a restraining order at one point. Yeah, so we had decided to. No, no, there wasn't. But um, (laughs) so then we decided we did want to have children, and then I got told that as soon as I finished my fellowship, they said, "Oh, by the way, now you're going to Iraq." And so I was like, "Oh, but like I just we were just ready to have a baby and they're like, "Well, too bad." Yeah. So um I was like, "All right, I'll I'll take this one and then we'll have a baby when we get back." And so I went to Iraq and it was pretty crazy. It was supposed to be 4 months yeah. appointment, it was 5 and got back. Were and you, then were you in Iraq? I was in from uh from September 2007 to oh, seven. February okay. 2008. Yeah, and I was stationed in Balad Air Base, and I was in the critical air, air transport team or CCAT team. So we would, uh, it was me and my ICU nurse and my ICU respiratory therapist, and we would take our sick patients from the, it was Balad Air Base, which is like a, the level one trauma center there. It was a hardened hospital, and we would take our patients there to launch school Germany. Mm-hmm. And we would fly in the back of a C-17, so we'd turn the C-17 into an ICU, and we would take care of wow. our intubated patients with, you know, all kinds of stuff going on. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, crazy, but um, lots of stories. Um, So when we got back, we were like, all right, let's go. And we got pregnant right away, and we planned everything out in the first couple weeks, and everything was so great. We told everybody in the world, and then... And then we had our first ultrasound, and then there was no heartbeat. And I would already oh. sent Eamon away to go, go to work, baby, it'll be fine. Mm. And then we found out there was no heartbeat, and we were devastated. It was, yeah. we just, we were so unprepared. We just didn't really think about that or understand. And felt very alone, so we didn't have family there. <laughs> Makes me sad thinking about I feel bad for myself. But... <laughs> but um, turns out there's a lot of people who've had miscarriages it's so common but nobody ever talks about it you know um and so at the time we also had been feeling like this pull about church like most of the people i worked with um in the military were christian and were you know devout faithful people and but very caring like i was not always very nice like my nickname in residency was um potty mouth nice <laughs> yeah um yes yeah, so so i was like they they were very tolerant of me and gracious yeah. and i was not quite following a path that they would but things started to change over time and i think between the miscarriage and just kind of feeling this other pull you know we felt like you know the life we were living the things we were choosing to say or you know, you know, not putting filters on, that that maybe wasn't like a long-term good yeah. choice anymore. Um, and we did infertility treatments, and then that wasn't working, and then we just said, let's just take a break. And then we went to Outer Banks with my sister, my family. My sister Liz there had been praying all these years for me. Again, who'd given me all these devotionals, and this is right, you know, this was probably then about a year after we got back from the, when I got back from the Air Force, um, the tour in Iraq. And I remember right when we were getting ready to be done with our trip, and she was like, hey, Kathy, can I pray over you? And I'd always been resistant. And this time I let her pray on me. And oh, my goodness, I could feel the Holy Spirit mm. just moving, tears coming down. Like it was just so moving. And, and like within two weeks, we were pregnant. Like no there was way. like this whole other aspect of it. And that was Ryan. And we were so overjoyed because the infertility treatments weren't working mm. and all these other things. We but
2: were actually supposed to go home. Meeting, yeah, yeah. Going home early for that weekend. Yes,
3: that week to, st- we yes to see if we were going to even do the fertility training. We were like, no, no. And so, like, life really changed, and my eyes were open, but I still wasn't ready to go to church. I remember at one point we were like, we know we need to go start going to church. Like, we need to have community. I would watch, like, Joel Osteen and so I know like people always have a lot of bad things to say about some of these folks and preaching the prosperity and things like that but you know what people like that they bring you along like the Lord will use the Mm -hmm. things that he can touch in you like when you're hungry for the spirit and you're lost and you don't know where to go like people use that so you know I think that um, we certainly need to be biblically sound and things but Everyone, everyone has their place and the lord will will yeah. use that and he used that for us and for a while i just kind of hold on to it i was like no i don't want to go to church but um we did, well we had we have ryan and uh, ryan came a little early and that was amazing and that's when i was like oh my gosh everything i thought i had worked so hard for in life mm-hmm. it meant nothing until i saw that beautiful child and then i realized like being a mother was the most amazing thing and trumped everything else. Mm. Um, and it just was life changing really after that. Um, and then within four months, they said, oh, OK, you can be done breastfeeding. It's time to deploy again. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. And so then someone else took a deployment for me. And then we wanted to get pregnant again. We actually did get pregnant again. And so I didn't have a. There was another deployment. I didn't have to go on. And then we miscarried again. And that's when. <laughs> That's when I was like, all right, we're going to go to church. Mm-hmm. And so it was in that midst of, you know, loss and joy and, you know, not sure what's going to happen next. And we um, we had one of my um, mentors at work was telling me about a, a church. You know, it was Oak Hills Church in San Antonio. And we didn't really know much about any of that. And we decided to go one day. And we were just blown away. I just, tears, the whole, I, I think the first six months that I went to church, just constant crying. Like, just so much, so much conviction, but love and, and just warmth from the spirit. And um, and I remember telling my sister Liz, who's very aware of all these things and I said yeah there's preacher there I was like he's so he's just really good he just really touches you she goes what's his name I was like Max Lucado or Lucado oh and she goodness. goes she goes your pastor is Max oh Lucado and go- I, I was like know, I was like I yeah you know him she goes oh my goodness he's like a award-winning he writes all these yeah. books and movies and, and I had no idea we had no clue and so <laughs> and so yeah he was amazing the whole church was really awesome and Um, We just felt, yes, it it was just life completely changed. And I could see in looking back how the Lord had moved all these things and just was so patient with us and with me and just how these things work together and how clearly in the midst of, you know, your pain and your Um, disappointments that he just he does turn it for good you know if you if you let him and you open your heart and so I obviously I changed and like people who would know me then to now would (laughs) clearly see some transformation just in the way that you speak or the way that you you know act on life and things like that and then and then of course Joshua was born and we were just floored and so thrilled because we got pregnant with Joshua then after that and and throughout all that, it, it kept threatening deployments, and so then I was like, wow. okay, nope, show out. So I finished out my time, <laughs> and we were we were done, and we left San Antonio with a one month old and a two year old and three dogs and a twenty year old cat, wow. and we hiked it over here, and this was our, my first civilian job here at Geisinger, and Amon had picked out the church, hmm. and here we
4: are. All right, Amon, now well, let's hear your little story.
2: Uh, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I
2: I have a completely different life than what Kathy led. Um, I was uh, born in Miami, Florida, uh, March of 67. And sometime between March of 67 and 1970, I ended up in San Diego, Um in foster care (laughs) so Um, I'm not quite sure what happened there Um, I was uh, there for in foster care for about three almost four years and a family from Pennsylvania who had had trouble conceiving um, just you know they they went through a local Pennsylvania adoption agency and they went through the books because back then they didn't have the internet so they went through all the the hard pictures and they saw this little brown-eyed you know, glasses wearing kid. And they said, we really want to meet him. So they flew out to San Diego. Uh, my mom now Jane and her then husband, Larry, um, flew out to California and they told me the day before, are you going to be meeting a family? And, you know, I had been through a couple of foster families, um, you know, switched around a few times. And so I had been like, to, I think this was my third family I was with as a foster kiddo, and I remember going to the adoption agency, and uh, my, my caseworker, Miss Vicki, I'll never forget her name, she was the most amazing, uh, just sweet lady, um, young, blonde hair, just very bubbly, you know, just a really wonderful lady, always made me feel comfortable and loved, um, so I went to the adoption agency, and I, uh, apparently there was this room where it was an observation room, had a one-way mirror in it and I was supposed to go into this room and play and you know not act like I knew anybody was there but unfortunately I could see them through the window because it wasn't working all that well and um even in my young mind it was I I made a decision I'm just going to go in there meet them on my own terms so I kind of cruised out of the room and I walked into the back hallway where they were and they were in this room it's like the you know like when you have a lineup. People are behind the glass, and I just walked in. I was like, "Hi, I'm Bobby." That was my that was my name when I was born. Yeah. Um, it, it got changed later, uh, but uh, so I was Bobby then. And uh, I I said, "Hey, I'm Bobby," and uh, they were kind of floored. They didn't know what to do, so they was like, "Oh well, why don't we go out to lunch?" So uh, ended up going to La Jolla for lunch, and I uh, got a hamburger and. I guess I put like 15 gallons of ketchup on it and uh, cuz yeah. I was so excited to be able to have it um, and my mom Jane was like trying to take it off and I was like no 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 I like it that way. Uh-huh. And here I am eating this ketchup burger, yes. you know, apparently. So uh that and the back flips off the cement picnic table uh sealed the deal and, <laughs> Sounds about and right. they decided <laughs> they decided to adopt you know to adopt me. Um so I was flown back uh, i don't even really know how long it was. It wasn't long. it was just a few days I believe and uh and you, I was and seven, I was seven okay so yeah, I had been in foster care, so I was aware of what was going on, but it's still kind of you know after all these years it's kind of now it's kind of in the background right so um I was flown back here uh, and uh, Larry and Jane at the time were living in uh um, New Cumberland. Um, Well, no, 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 no. They were living in New Cumberland and uh, had a house there. And for the, you know, first couple days, I think it was, it was awesome. You know, I got flown back and there was some snow on the ground. I'd never seen snow. So I'm running around like a California kid out in the snow. I (laughs) wonder why my hands are cold. And uh, so within about three days, um, Larry actually revealed himself to me and uh, showed me what just a, 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 just a dangerously evil man he is was mm. um it was horrible and i i lived many years under the the thumb of a devout catholic who would beat me before church uh beat me on the way to church sometimes in the car and then would uh forbid me from having communion because i at eight and eight and nine years old had committed a mortal sin so um that really made me a strong catholic candidate i think um <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, lived under that until I was about 14. Uh, I was severely abused for many, many years. Uh, Jane uh, decided to punch out uh, year three in, and she moved uh, without me. And uh, we also had—they decided in their great wisdom to adopt another son as well. And uh, so they adopted Donald, who was from Alabama, and they brought him into our fold and— uh the beatings continued until my morale, you know, improved, um, didn't work so well. So at 14, I was, uh, pretty much sure that I was going to be killed if I stayed any longer and I'm not just being dramatic. It right. really was that, um, I had a paper route uh, that I would, you know, bring money to the family and it would just, you know, help whatever, you know. So without telling Larry or Donald, uh, I got up the, the morning of my paper route on a Saturday and I got onto my bike, uh, my BMX bike, and I rode, uh, about 12, 12, 15 miles, uh, into Pittsburgh. Um, um, because by then I I was living, you know, out, out near, I, Larry had moved. I'm sorry. I skipped that part. So in the meantime, Larry moved us all the way across this, the state, uh, out towards Pittsburgh. And, uh, I at 14 decided that was done so I rode into the town of Pittsburgh and I called Jane at home who was then living in Harrisburg and I said I've left I'm not going back and she you know a little bit of him and Hong going back and forth oh I don't know and I said well if you don't come pick me up now you will not see me again and I made it very clear and she borrowed a car and she drove into Pittsburgh and picked me up and I went back to Harrisburg with her and uh The cops were there the next day looking for me, Mm. uh, because Larry had called me as a runaway. Although I was still, you know, I wasn't a runaway per se because I had gone with to another parent's house, so they let me stay, and uh, that provided its own challenges. Um, You know, my mother was not the most maternal at the time. And uh, she tried to get me to go to church, and the only church that she wanted to go to was the Catholic Church. Well, thankfully, the priest there was pretty awesome, and uh, because we were not doing well financially, I ended up going to a Catholic school, and uh, I went to McDevitt in Harrisburg uh, until I was 17. And I struggled all the way through school. Um, I was never popular except with just a couple of kids. Uh, Not very popular and, and, you know, had a lot of damage because of what had happened to me as a child. And I really wasn't afforded the whole therapy thing. It didn't really present itself to me. So um, I, in the end of my 11th grade, uh, decided I was going to leave school and I would worry about my my diploma later. Um, Joined the U.S. Navy and uh, was there from 84 to 92 on active duty. And I was in healthcare, as Kathy had alluded to earlier. I was I was healthcare uh, for a bunch of years before I became a cop. Fast forward, you know, many years. uh, (laughs) I met Kathy. uh, I actually met her in '96, and uh, was just floored. Um, I I hadn't heard of her yet, um, but all of a sudden, right around it was just after Christmas, Mm -hmm. I guess, of '96. I, I, I just saw this stunningly stunningly beautiful uh, girl walk into the uh, into the ambulance hall where I had just become a volunteer, uh, maybe two months before, and she was just oh just gorgeous and nice and and you know I I was talking with her and and, and you know we as Kathy said you know we became really good friends uh through the years and i'm not going to revisit the entire baby thing it was it was traumatic at best mm-hmm. um but we have been so blessed and uh you know we we talk about churches being families and when Kathy and i started at Oak Hills we were the outsiders you know we we sat at the bleachers at the very far back of the of the uh the auditorium that it that it had it was huge and we progressively moved down to the lower levels and then into the padded chairs. And then by the end of it, you know, we we kind of, you know, I was on the praise. I was with the, the Oak Hill Singers. So I wasn't the praise team where they all stood up front, but I was part of a... of a a larger group of of singers in the back, but we did a lot of cool stuff. And, uh, that, you know, that afforded me the opportunity to integrate with some people. And we had, you know, a small group in the area that I would help out with meals once in a while. And, um, by, you know, by the end of us leaving Oak Hills in 2012, you know, we'd walk in and we had our uh, sure he'd point to us and we'd, he'd bring us all the way up to the front two chairs. And, you know, it it was, it was really neat to have that, that exposure, um, to such a large group of believers, and, every, you know, everybody there was, was a normal person. Uh, not everybody uh, had their stuff together, as as many Christians try to do or try to show, and I saw a lot of hurt. I saw a lot of failure. I, I saw a lot of just bad stuff going on in, in our church, but I saw how it was handled, and I think that Kathy and I integrated a lot of that into our lives, at least for, you know, for the short term. Um, we got here in in 12 and, you know, I, I met Lisa who was the the previous music director and I told her that I really wanted to be on the praise team. And she says, well, you still have to be here for a year and, you know, we'll revisit it then. But it, it somehow worked out that like three months down the road, she invited me to a practice and, uh, I started on the praise team then. And I actually stayed on the praise team until, uh, late seventeen where, uh, unfortunately, I decided to step back from that. And uh, I had been also ordained as a deacon here. Um, Kathy and I had a major fallout in our marriage, and I ended up leaving um, and moving for about seven months. And, you know, Kathy prayed and prayed and prayed. And she came here and she met with Bill and with Eric and, you know, did her personal counseling with them. And, um, although I never stopped coming to church, I just didn't quite jump on the bandwagon quite as easily as she did um, with allowing everybody to know, you know, what was going on. Although every every one of the elders and you know, the men's group knew, um, it was a really, really dark time in our marriage. And uh, unfortunately, Ryan and Joshua were involved in part of that because they weren't babies. You know, they were four and six at the time. Um, wait yeah four and six four and six or six and eight six Six and eight eight. i'm sorry my math is horrible um right yeah it was six and eight so the good thing that i have to say about this church is that um even in the midst of all that i still felt supported uh i still came to church kathy still came to church um the, you know, the, a few of the men that I talked with on a regular basis uh, were just open and they were not judgmental of me. They were very, very just middle, you know, they were just, look, we know what you're going through. How can we help you? And uh, ultimately, Kathy and I made a decision to uh, seek uh, actual professional counseling. And uh, she went online and, and found a doctor that was uh I guess her specialty was dealing with physicians and law enforcement officers in marriages. Interesting. Like, what are the chances wow. of that? <laughs> and she was in, uh, of all places, she was in Bethlehem, uh, Pennsylvania, not yeah. not the country. <laughs> so uh, Kathy asked me to go, and I was I was so on the fence about what we were doing. I I just I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Um, but we ended up meeting with uh Dr. Kim and 4 days later we were, uh, we did a very intensive therapy and 4 days later we're sitting in her office and and Dr. Kim said to Kathy, you know what 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 do you want and she basically said, "I just want Eamon home," and it was like a light switch went off. Mm. Uh, it was a dimmer switch; it didn't come on like click, but <laughs> but it was a light switch nonetheless, and it got me headed in the right direction. And I made a commitment to her, uh, to Kathy, that I would come home that week. You know, after we got home, uh, I would I would move back home out of the apartment. And uh, so we left Bethlehem, and we were renewed, and you know, feeling pretty good, but pretty scared because I wasn't sure she wasn't sure how this was all going to turn out. And we picked up the boys from – they had stayed with their mom-mom in South Jersey. We met them partway on the way to um, Barnegat Light. Yeah, Yeah. Lumpage Island, Barnegat Light. And uh, I I remember asking Ryan. We are driving. We hadn't told them. And I said something to the effect of, you know, or or did you say, one of us, one of us collectively said, hey, you know, what would be a really good thing to happen this weekend? And and Ryan said, well, what if daddy came and, you know, came and stayed for the weekend? And I said, well, how about if I just stay and told, you know, told them both that I was coming home? And Mm. they just, they were so happy and Ryan cheered. And I think there were some tears involved in one of us. And uh, so – moved home in in 2018 and we have been working on it ever since and it it is absolutely unequivocally uh, without the Holy Spirit uh, would have never happened the way would have never happened this way Um, I was so shut off and I was so hardened and we were both so set in our ways initially Um, but man so what a testament (laughs) what a testament to the power of God and to the love of God for his children Um, all you have to do is turn around and look he's going to be right there Um, so been an opportunity you know Uh, I like I said I I recently came back to being on the praise team and part of my being on the praise team was sort of filling out a um, a a survey kind Mm -hmm. of and I for the first time actually wrote down what happened and I, I hadn't ever written it down like that before uh, pretty interesting to go back and read you know some of the things we've been through in our lives and uh, we're just trying to steer around in Joshua in the in our way and not in a forcible way or it's your way or the highway it's 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 actually it's God's way yeah and that's what we're trying to impress on them so we don't want to be like our parents, beating them on the way to church and beating them down every time they make a mistake and saying you're going to burn in hell. And You know, that's just not the way to do it. Never mm-hmm. the way to do it. So we love our kids. Uh, Ryan Ryan helped with VBS, and I'd like to turn the mic over to him eventually uh, about that because I thought that was an awesome experience for Norway, what he did.
4: Well, I think that cues you up there, brother. So this was VBS of last year? 22? 22? All right.
0: It what? was it was pretty fun actually. It was, I think it wasn't my favorite VBS we have ever done. I think what was it? It was um, Rome. yeah. It mm. was Rome. It was very fun. Where Noah we, was the six foot soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we had a we had a market set up out front, and they had. I freaked out because they said it was mice since it was the time period, and it was just chicken, and I freaked out because <laughs> I thought it was mice. <laughs> to eat? Yeah. yeah, so I did not want to <laughs> eat it. Why not? I I was Where's your adventure? Yeah, say, man.
4: What in Rome, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't eat the
2: chicken. <laughs> but will not you tell them what you did for yeah, the Yeah, so
0: this year we had to make, like, a set of houses and then a dock, and it was very fun. It was a fishing village. Yeah, I think it turned out nice. It
2: was amazing.
0: We got a bunch of free paint from uh, Cole's Coles. Plug. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, they're but not you a sponsor so yet. Much work on your own. What you about that so
0: fireplace you did? Oh, yeah, that was fun.
4: So you were yeah, helping you were with, like, zone. set design? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: He did
2: amazing He
3: was, fun. like, in charge of all this set the set stuff. Whole thing, like,
2: the whole set of the fishing village uh-huh. was put on him. And I obviously was at a monitor. Yeah. But, um, he he said he was interested in doing it, and we were like, cool.
4: Well, well, so Jen and I have been talking about VBS for this year, and I'm very much go big or go home. So whatever you guys did last year I kind of want to go bigger and I was going to be employing the youth to help. Uh it's good to know that you already have some background cuz I we're going to need we're doing um we're basically going to turn I think the church into a giant maze.
2: His vision is just Yeah, he so. ha-
4: he has amazing um vision, vision and space, <laughs> space and and
3: he, he all his life he's always put stuff um in his mind and able to create it. Uh, drawing 3D printer you name it he just has these things and he can execute it and it's amazing so and
4: that kind of brain is awesome yes Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's like (laughs) (laughs) man do I appreciate people that do
0: I'm telling you he's so
4: cool with that stuff wow that's awesome I look forward to uh, talking to you as soon as we turn these microphones off (laughs) so and you Josh were at VBS last year
5: yeah, um, and I also like helped Ryan this one time. We went in the summer, and then me and Vine just spray painted. what is it one? It was one like. It
2: was the no, I, no, that no, was you and pillars. Mom. The pillars. Yeah, it was the pillars. For the pier. Yeah.
5: But it w- yeah, no, it was like the dock. Mm-hmm. It was the dock. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. We spray, p- we um, spray painted like pillows for it, and then we painted it with like the roller, um with it was like light blue paint. It was like but yeah, it was like light blue paint. But then we also like went and we my favorite song for the VBS was God is good I love because that song. i I just mm-hmm. liked it. And like before VBS happened, like um the kids group or like not the youth group but like the kids class we all went up on the like steps on the stage and we sang god is good for the first and second service Mm -hmm. yeah it was and also my favorite activity was probably like like during vbs was probably going out front like out of the in um out of yeah out front of the church and then we um like got to see two Two oh, reindeer. reindeer. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't.
4: No, yeah, Nate,
5: Nate. It was very. Was cool it one. was a cool experience. I loved it.
4: Was it the the Catawissa Red Deer Farm? Did they provide mm-hmm. that? Nice. I yeah. know. Do you like that coming family. to this
5: church? I do love this church. Yes.
4: That's the right answer. <laughs> Ryan was shaking his head yes as well. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a question for you guys. You listen to your mom and dad talk about all these places that they have lived, right? Now you guys were you guys probably don't remember San too much of San Antonio. So you pretty much only remember and know. You guys live in Danville, mm-hmm. Danville, and you guys are. I know you said your grades. You're you're in the Danville school district. Yes, we okay. are. Okay. Do you do you like the Danville area? Be honest.
5: I do actually like the Danville area.
4: Yeah. Do you like the climate?
5: Not really. <laughs> nah. it, not not really this year because it was there was no snow. It was oh, you a you very like warm winter, you're but then it got <laughs> cold this week. But I d- like. Every time it snowed, it would always just get rained away. The max, like, snowy I think we've had was Orange. a few hours. Yeah, so you like snow. snow. I do like snow, but the rain thing I like is me and Ryan have this, like, spot. It's, like, down by, like, the um, Frosty Valley, Frosty Valley Golf Course. Yeah. There's, like, a hill. Yeah. And, it like, last year, we found a different place, and it was, like, No, well, yeah, but there was, like, an entire, like, hill by a house.
3: Oh, by Danville State?
5: Well, by, like, a fence. And then it was, like, a 50-degree drop. Oh. That's very specific. Wait, fifteen degree Well, it was like like that. So probably, like, 40. So it's like, sleigh riding you're talking here, Yeah, sled. I'm not going to go into too specific about the degree, but, I mean, well, I mean, like, that average, like, hill that you go sledding on. Mm. It was like a little like that or a little steeper.
4: So but you enjoy these winter months as long as there's snow. Yeah. What about summer months?
5: Summer months I really like it because last year um our neighborhood um Mr. Eric, he's our neighbor. He um like hosted like a um soccer match in okay. his yard and he has like a pretty big like backyard. Uh-huh. So two um, one of my friends from school, Jess, he came over. Me and Tyson, Tyson is Mr. Eric's um son. So we played soccer. Like all the kids from the neighborhood came, boys and girls, everyone came. Not everyone played, but it was a very fun experience. Nice. I, I didn't score any goals, but I mean, I, it was just a fun, yeah. very. Good experience. Me and my um, dad brought over like a table with like lemonade, water, two pitchers, okay. like, and then we had like like one of those big coolers, mm-hmm. with like bottles of water. Mm-hmm. It was, it, was cool. it wasn't too hot that day too.
4: What about what about Knoebels? Do, Knoebels? We, do, we, do we like carnivals?
5: Yeah, but this year actually, cause I'm in the f- um the fifth grade, we're going in May.
4: Oh, for school?
5: Yeah, we're actually yes. going. Yeah, nice. we're going to Knoebels. First like, school th- trip. Yeah. Yeah, I fun. I think, like, last—in w- third grade we went just—I don't know why, but it's only usually fifth grade, but Ryan went with us—well, th- it was third, fourth, and fifth grade. I was in the third grade then, but then we just all went. I don't—I mean, usually it's only the fifth grade, but— yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a very fun experience. Yeah.
4: When I, I was in school, I went to Southern, which is right down the street. from mm-hmm. So it was kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade all went. And in sixth grade, we didn't have to have chaperones. It so naturally, weird. because we didn't have any adult supervision, we all went into the haunted house, jumped out, and started scaring people. <laughs> 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 How dare you say <laughs> that. We had a really good time. Don't do, it's, don't do just that. Don't do that. It was the 90s, actually. Know. Yeah. yeah. It was the 90s. You mm-hmm. guys had a
3: blast 90s. with um, when we went with the cousins. Mm-hmm. Remember? Until we lost the credit card. Until, <laughs> until Uncle Greg well. lost yeah, his then, wallet. But then what did we do after he wa- lost his wallet?
5: We prayed. Yep. And then the next day, we were going, um, where were we going again? Well, they were leaving. They were leaving, yeah. And yeah. then we got a call from Knoebels, and it said, yeah, um, the thing you guys lost, it, someone returned it mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. lost and found, and we can be picked up. It yep. can be picked up. So my dad and Uncle Greg went in a separate car. I think we went to Lake Tobias. I think that's what it was. Okay.
4: Yeah. That's fun.
5: I think. And then they came back and, like, this is um, just, it was happy when we got home. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was happy. It was well was said. Awesome. Well because said. Because also, like, it was like his entire life in that thing because it yep. was his driver's license. All his mm-hmm. money is credit card, mm-hmm. insurance things, probably. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so we, we, we've we got these guys' likes. We we kind of talked about, Kathy, your little bit of hobby is f- like gardening.
2: Hmm. More like flower arrangements.
3: No, I, but I don't
2: really do that yeah, anymore. But you love to do it. And, I mean, you love to read.
3: I love to read. Yeah. I like to do jigsaw puzzles.
4: I like to put things in their place.
3: Um, I was (laughs) going (laughs) to say. A lot of what I've been reading is more... kind of faith-based okay uh but but one of the things like i like to listen when eric mentions about some of the sources and stuff he mentioned one a few weeks back about the devil and pierce in Mm -hmm. uh pew seven yeah so i'm actually just about done that one
4: ordered that book. you did yeah (laughs) so i'm reading
3: and i was even just thinking today and i was just kind of like wow it's mind-blowing some of that stuff so i have a few more that he's um done for that um you ever read any ted decker
4: books which one ted decker no no is he good he's he's uh he's really good he's 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 a christian author but he um he really makes you think Mm. um and it's fiction Mm -hmm. he writes fiction but while he writes fiction the the spiritual uh is is right there Mm, and you, 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 you see he's driving a message and he gets you to kind of think about it a little differently he's he is far and away my favorite author, if you oh, get wow. your hands on any of those books. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I know we have some in the library. I got Jody going on a couple of them. And,
3: oh, that's great. Um,
4: yeah, so he's he's another one that's, uh, if you like, like the, the devil in the... Yeah, and, right, uh, right.
3: Yeah. No, that's cool. I was And I've been reading some, like, finishing some different C.S. Lewis um, okay. books and um, some of his uh, things, some of the um, apologetics... One of my favorites was um, years ago. my gosh, probably about six years ago now. One where it said um, searching for Allah and finding Jesus or Mm. something like that. And um, it was an amazing story just kind of learning about that part of it. Mm. Um, But I remember because I had a good friend that I was working with who is from uh, Pakistan and was um, in this exact type of um, unique sect of... um, of Islam, that, that person who wrote the book was, I'm blanking on his name now, but mm. um, I remember giving him a gift, <laughs> a parting gift of that, which was probably a, an insult, I'm sure, from, from <laughs> his family mean, side of really things, but but I had wrote something in there, and I just was like, I don't want you to, you know, I care about you and your family so much, you know, uh, I wouldn't want uh, to miss an opportunity for you to be able to, you know, know Jesus, but anyway, but some, some of those are, I don't know, there's always something. It's amazing how much you can get done for five or 10 minutes every night before you fall asleep. How uh, about yeah. it? Same thing, And sometimes podcasts, too, will put, I like, I love to focus on the family and things okay. like that. Just listening yeah. to those, even just for a five minute commute to and from work. Um, so,
4: yeah, I do the same thing. Stuff. Yeah. What about you there, big boy? What about, oh, hobbies? Any, any other hobbies other than a Oh, guns. People? Yeah.
2: I mean, uh, yeah. Um, I did not grow up with guns, I did not grow up hunting. I, um, you know, based on my prior life, yeah. didn't really have the opportunity. Um, so now I I have uh, one or two guns at the house, and uh, I love taking Joshua with me. I've taught Joshua quite a bit of shooting.
4: Um, Do you guys go. He's hunt?
2: actually really good. Well, no, not yet. However, comma, I'll let you talk to Ryan about that part. Okay. Um, so I think that will be we'll be popping the cork on that. This year, um, based on some stuff that Ryan just did recently, um, but I, you know, I like I, I do I do I I start books like crazy. Yeah, I am really good at starting books. Um, yeah, books. yeah, man, I'll I'll read that forward. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big reader. Um, I think it's just my personality. I, you know, and, and it's funny because both of my careers in in medicine and in law enforcement, you have to read you have to be able to read you have to you know you have to keep up on stuff so it's right. not it's not like i don't read yeah but when i get home i don't curl up on the couch with a glass of wine and a book right just, it's just don't do it you know unlike Kath, can can do that for hours yeah so um yeah so i like doing that i like bike riding i like um i love i was just gonna say i i i dive i dive yeah i love me some math um not oh okay. yeah no amen to that sorry eric I know he's going to listen to this, but he he already knows my struggle. Um, But yeah, I love singing, uh, not just in church, but I love singing in general. So I always catch myself jamming out and people look at me like I'm having a seizure at the light or something, but it's fun. Um, Scuba diving. uh, Don't do a lot of it. But I recently dove the golf here. course pool. Well, there's more people than you would think. But um, I have river dove. Um, I nice. don't. I, I. It's fun, but it's not my thing. I, I love Caribbean water driving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't? But I dove the the golf course pool, so I could pull the grates off of the pump, so they could fix it, because the poor guy was trying to hold his breath and dive into 14 feet with a screwdriver, and I was like, "You're going to die." Was that at Frosty Valley? It was. Nice. So I, I so I helped him out and. Uh, that was fun you know Ryan went with me I let him check out the gear and stuff like that so he may do that eventually uh-huh. so alright
4: so Ryan what uh what's the story here I said hunting and
0: yeah so I just got my hunting license yep. like it was like you're a little go. few months ago you're a, yeah, a true Pennsylvania now yeah but I have yet to shoot my gun like at all
2: Oh,
4: I thought you went to the it's range. Cold, no, we didn't get to go oh, to the range. One day we were okay. supposed to go. No, what, kind of, what did you... Uh, it's a 7mm you... bolt action. Okay. Okay. What kind of grade did you get in your hunter safety course?
0: um Pass. I passed. Passed. Oh, oh, Everyone passed. don't give a grade
4: anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I took <laughs> that... Oh. I was 12. It <laughs> was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. 30 years it's ago. Like, <laughs> it's
2: like the participation award.
4: Oh, <laughs> like man. It made year. a big deal. And, uh, like, it was a 7-hour course
0: and then multiple choice questions. I could have answered them with no knowledge of but it was cores. good that you went through it yeah it is good to go through and you through. also have a friend that hunts that's your age I have several friends yeah. I don't trust one of them with a
4: the gun <laughs> 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 don't go with him, Got no go go with him. <laughs> <laughs> don't go
3: with him yeah. yep is he the one that locked you out of Minecraft yeah Cameron
0: mm.
4: nice. nice no names no names <laughs> <laughs> if you ever
3: really want to hear Ryan start talking though ask him about something he's built on Minecraft
4: yes. or uh, about one of his
3: worlds mm-hmm.
4: I see That's true Minecraft, right. the Legos of the video game universe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Anything else? well that's our show for you today so glad to have the Shof family join us for this episode
4: yeah I really appreciate the Shaw family jumping on here, it was great Mike, come on,
1: it's Shof family we've gone over
4: this like the loaf of bread, I got it, Shof like loaf
1: Shof like loaf
4: Shof family, thanks Shof family
1: and I gotta tell you this episode, it was better it was better than sliced bread
4: I like it it was real good yeah
1: so thanks again show family for joining us it was a pleasure to be able to have you come in and just share about your life Uh, again we just love being able to get to know everybody and get to hear their story and uh, we're gonna keep them coming right Mike right on beards out out